Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Welcome to the Brave, Bold, Brilliant podcast. I am your host, Jeanette Linfoot, and I am joined today by such a fascinating, inspiring guy. We are actually going international today, ladies and gentlemen, all the way over to Santiago in Chile with the wonderful Seba Fernandez. Now, Seba is going to take us through his journey, um, and he's got a really fascinating story, actually. Um, But Seba has absolutely excelled in the world of education. Um, At the school where he is uh, head of English, the school Wingenal, which um, Seba was coaching me how to pronounce correctly before we started the podcast, um, but Seba has what he's done in terms of teaching English in Santiago and how many students he's reached and helped over the many years that he's been a teacher has, is really inspiring. So this podcast is going to be a fascinating combination. There's a cultural aspect about what life is like in Chile. There's the educational aspect and how Seba personally has prevailed against some very challenging times in his life to being at the top of his game in the world of education. So welcome to the podcast, Seba. Thank you so much for that very beautiful and and, and incredible uh, welcoming that you just gave me. <laughs> beautiful uh, words. Thank you so you, much. You are most welcome, Seba. And then obviously, good, good job that English is your chosen subject because you're able to express yourself in a in a great way. Given that this uh, the language here is English, so that's a <laughs> that's a, a helpful coincidence. But you know, Seba, you and I met uh, when. Chris and I were traveling around South America a couple of years ago. Yes. It's interesting how sometimes you just meet people and they just, you just click with them straight away. And we had a fascinating uh, time together. And uh, I know when you were telling me personally your journey, I was just blown away. And uh, obviously a few years, quite a few years later, we're still in touch. And I'm delighted you agreed to do the podcast because I think you have so much value to, to offer to people. So what would be brilliant is if you could share your journey, Seba, if you don't mind, sort of where life started for you and where you are today, if that's okay. Yeah. Great, thank you so much. Well, uh, I was thinking about my my journey, and I would summarize it in some parts because it, it's it's a long journey. <laughs> well, but what I can tell you is that well, I'm from Chile. Uh, now I'm 42 years old. Um, well, I I, I turn to uh, 42 tomorrow on the 23rd. Tomorrow it's my birthday. <laughs> um, so, well, let me tell you that uh, here in Chile. Uh, I'm the younger, the, the youngest on, on a family of uh, five, okay? Uh, three brothers, uh, my mother and my father. And well, I had a, I would say a, a, a difficult childhood uh, because um, because of economical situation. In the 80s in Chile, it was a difficult time. Um, so, so growing up in the 80s, what what's very rough in Chile in general terms. Mm. Um, well, so after that, uh, I met some incredible people through my childhood, uh, and that put me on some specific ways. Uh, I would say that my journey started when I was around 12, because um, I, my, my parents got divorced, and I went to live with my grandfather in a, in a, in a low-income neighborhood in Santiago. And there, uh, I didn't have many options around because it was a dangerous neighborhood. And church, Catholic church, was the, the only possibility to go to a safe place that my mother would let me go. Mm-hmm. Well, I was not interested in religion, particularly at 12, you can imagine. But there I discovered one day um, there was a guy, a very old man, 
and he wanted someone to read the Bible. And I, and I offered myself. I said, I can read. I know it was something I was good at. And this guy resulted, uh, turned out to be a teacher. He was a teacher in a very important school in Santiago, very traditional school. Well, the thing is that uh, he met me and he said, well, this guy has some potential. And he offered my mother to take me to that school. And that, that was the first step uh, in my journey because that changed my, my destiny, absolutely. Well, I finished the, in that very prestigious uh, uh, school, Santiago Public School, very old with a lot of tradition. And then I finished uh, my studies there at 18. Uh, well, I, I didn't have many, many um, motivations in my life. I was like, well, I'm going to get a job, try to make some money, and then let's see what I can do in the rest of my life. And uh, I remember that just, I did it just something because it was like a, an obligation, something I had to do uh, to take one, the, the national test for the university. Okay, there is a, there is a test that it's called um, a PAA. Uh, and I just took it because I had to, okay. Uh, the point is that I started uh, working as a bellboy in a hotel, right? And one day uh, my mother called me. I was sleeping because I was uh, doing the night shift. So she called me 9 a.m. in the morning. And she told me, you know, um, you got good results in your tests. And I said, really? I don't think so. No. My mother at that time worked at uh, one of the most prestigious universities in Chile, which is Universidad Chile. The, 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 the number one university. And she said, you know, students around here tell me that you have possibilities. You can get into university with your score. I said, really, I'm not that sure. Well, the thing is that uh, I applied and uh, the, the, only, the only area that I felt comfortable uh, on studying something was with English because English was my only, I would say good skill my strong point at school. And I said, okay, let's study English. And um, I remember I was selected in French. I was already selected. And I said, no, 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 French, I studied French at school, like just a couple of years. I don't remember anything. I like it, but I remember. If I get into English, I said, uh, I, I do it. And I thought I wasn't going to get into it. Because I wanted really, I I, I wanted to to work, uh, continue working in my uh, in in a hotel that I was working. I really liked the the, yeah. the industry, and I had a great job and I had a great time there meeting new people. Uh, well, the thing is that I got accepted into uh, in, uh, teaching English, and well, there started another journey because uh, I wasn't interested in teaching. It was something that I discovered that I had some skills and, and good skills. And uh, well, that uh, I finished my career to make this, this story short. And well, there I met my wife. Uh, she was studying French um, uh, at the university too. And we started around 18 years old. We were both 18. And well, we started our journey together. That's on, on a personal aspect. And well, then after university, I finished and I started my student teaching in a very private school, exclusive school. I was very lucky. Again, I met someone that said me, okay, you got some potential. I'm going to give you a good experience here. Well, and uh, that opened uh, doors to work on private schools where money is better than in public school. For a teacher, being a teacher in Chile, it's very tough in terms of money, very low salaries. Now, in the last five years, uh, teachers are getting better paid, but in general terms, teaching is very hard in Chile, a very low income, very low. So, uh, well, that gave me the opportunity to, to work in private schools where I could get more money. So, uh, well, I started teaching and I was teaching uh, as a regular English, teacher for, I would say, more than 10 years. 
Well, after 10 years, I decided that I wanted to, to go one step up, okay? And I, I, I wanted to, to stop teaching in a classroom. I wanted to be on the other side, more administrative or more like in a, in a position of coordinator or, or in, in a, from, 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 background, from the background. I mean, to work not in the front line. So, but, uh, well, and I was working in a, I, I changed in this, in this searching. I moved to another school, a very Catholic school. And this, it was a very huge um, group of that had many schools and they opened a new one and they offered me uh, a position there. And I was very intelligent and I said, okay, I go there, but I want to be the head of English department because I know that you have nothing, you have no one there. And I, I think I can do it. And they were very surprised because they never thought that I was going to, I mean, they were offering me a job, but I offered them something else. Mm. And that was one of my, I would say, most uh, um, uh, intelligent step that I gave to like go and offer something that they didn't expect. Uh, uh, well, I started there as a, well, with one teacher, it was me and another teacher. And then I developed, uh, I worked for six years there and I became uh, the head of English and later the, the general coordinator of school. And uh, now uh, it's, it's a group of 10 teachers that I lead. Uh, and uh, directly, those are in, uh, they are the English teachers in the English department, but I also run uh, a group of like 30 teachers as a general coordinator. So, well, I tried to, 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 to make it as short as possible uh, and to summarize it, but that, that's in general terms, um, how I developed my career in, 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 in teaching English. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Seba. And there's, there's some really great points that I'd like to pull out um, and yeah. kind of explore with you, if I may. Um, so, so your, um, your decision to, to kind of get into English, uh, there was a couple of things that you, you said about, you know, play to your skills almost, that you were good at mm. it and you recognise that. And, and I think so often, actually, sometimes well, people will say, you know, focus on their weaknesses, the areas they need to develop, as opposed to saying, well, no, actually, I'm very good at this. So let's do more of that and, and use that as a way to, to kind of progress, which I think is a very smart move, by the way. Um, but, you know, your, your, your love for English, because you're incredibly passionate about it, um, you know, what... Was part of that ever to do with kind of wanting to see the world, to open up broader mm. opportunities for yourself, maybe to escape, you know, those early difficult years that you had as a, as a child growing up in, in quite a tough neighbourhood, as you, as you spoke of? Was there any subconscious uh, thing on there, do you think, at all? Yes, I think it, 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 I think it, it was a way to, to escape, to do something absolutely different. And uh, always uh, I like to do different things and to, to work on something new always um, it gives me lots of passion, right? Uh, new challenges and get into, into unexplored areas. Mm -hmm. And well, uh, I, was, I, I discovered that I really liked uh, English sounds, so as something as simple as that. And I discovered that I had the, the ability and teachers at school say, well, this guy, it's good. You have good sounds. You can, you, you have a good pronunciation. And uh, well, little by little, um, that uh, started to uh, uh, to grow uh, the, the love for English. And well, uh, working, uh, as, I, as I told you, in a, in a hotel that really boosted my love for English because, well, I had just had my, my, my studies in, in English at school were very, very basic. And I remember I met lots of English speakers in, in, in the hotel I was working. And I really wanted to talk to them and, and to share experience and, and to meet people. I love that, meeting new people. And um, that was the, the, the key factor when I, when I had the chance to get into university and I, I realized that they had this English career, I mean, teaching English. 
to become a, a, an English teacher and say, well, I can do this because English, it, it's a door for me. So I'm going to get into this uh, just for the English aspect. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered that I had some good teaching skills. And well, uh, and teaching English gave me, I opened absolutely my mind uh, because to, to think in a different way, to sound in a different way, to meet people, to read things, to get access. So what, what I really like about teaching English and learning English, it's the possibilities that uh, uh, you can have uh, managing a, a second language, any, any, any language, but specifically English. Because I think it's, it's nowadays it's extremely easy to, to get into English. It's literally millions of websites where you can study alone. Well, in, in when I started, well, internet was starting in the 90s. Well, <laughs> so I, I, di I didn't have much access to English. So, and I always say to my students, imagine I started with a, a very classic dictionary and I looked all the words in, in my dictionary and it took me ages to find one word. And now you, with a click, you get the word, the pronunciation, the sentence, a video, everything in one second. And so I will. I, I would have loved um, to to study uh, now. I would to start again, you mm -hmm. know, because uh, possibilities today are incredible. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good perspective. And and what I love about this whole perspective that you're giving us is, you know, you all you always come across incredibly positive. And, you know, that exploration, thinking about possibilities and, and what the future could be for you if you, you know, continue to pursue the English angle. But did you, as a young child, Seba, did you, I know life was tough for you when you, when you were little um, and being the youngest of, of three, et cetera. So we might talk a little bit more about the family situation. Mm -hmm. but at a young age, were you... Were you naturally curious um, and naturally sort of open-minded to, uh, you know, possibilities? Or did that come later in your life as you got a little bit older? Mm. No, that, that came uh, later. And, and I would say very late because at the beginning I was very shy. I was a shy boy. Uh, well, being the youngest in a family, uh, when they got divorced, my parents got divorced when I was um, seven. So it was a really a huge impact. Mm. A huge impact, and uh, my life changed completely because we were in a middle class uh, situation. And then, after the divorce of my parents, we went to a very lower uh, class in terms of economical situation. So mm. it was a huge impact. So that affected me a lot, and uh, affected me in in my own perception. Okay, it was very very difficult for me to to get a positive attitude. Uh, in the last years, I, I've been more, I try to be as positive as possible, uh, but uh, I really struggle with uh, every day telling me uh, in front of the mirror that uh, I'm a good guy and I do things well. Uh, and uh, well, I remember that when we met, you, I, I will never forget, it was like uh, you, you opened uh, a door uh, to me when, when I told you my story and you gave me just two words and you, you, you said very cleverly and you were very specific. They said that I had the imposter syndrome and I was fascinated for that. And I read a lot about that. And I say, well, this is the story of my life. Well, how never have uh, told me anything about this. And so if I knew about this, I would solve so many problems. And, uh, and I, I discovered that I, I was a very highly skilled person, but mm. with a very low self-esteem. And that combination, it's very difficult. Now, I would say in the last five years, I've turned out in a more positive and, and, and I would say a, a person with, with, with lots of skills and, and, and sure of myself, okay? But in, uh, when I was a child, I was oh, absolutely the, all the opposite. Mm, and, and younger too. 
Yeah, it's a fascinating area. And I remember very well uh, the conversation, Sebra. It was quite um, quite emotional. And, and we were just two strangers that just yeah. happened, to, happened to meet. So sometimes you're thrown together, you know, into a world and you can have a really fascinating conversation. And, you know, sometimes I think people come into your life for a reason. Um, I'm not saying I came into your life for a reason, but I very much remember that that quite poignant conversation that we had and and when I said to you those those words and um you know it's imposter syndrome is it's an area that a lot of people actually really suffer with and I think you know when you actually dig into it a bit more 70% of people suffer mm. at some point during their life and they used to think it was more female um sort of uh, a perspective but it's actually not it affects men and women um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think it's great that you've really worked on that, uh, because mm. talking to you now, people would probably never realize, um, mm. you, you had those feelings for many years and, and, you know, talking about where that came from for you, Seba, um, you know, in terms of, you talked about being the youngest of, of, of three and, and kind of a tough relationship with, I think with your dad, it was quite difficult, wasn't it? Yes. To maybe talk a little bit about that. And I guess it was the context at the time as well, in terms of yes. what was happening politically, Pinochet in, in power, etc. So do you want to just talk about that? Because I think it's a fascinating context for people. Yes, absolutely. Well, our, being a, a, a 42-year-old guy in Chile means that you grew up in the 80s. Okay, that your childhood was based on the well, I was born in, in 79, but all my so I spent all my childhood in the 90s, in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, well, and that it was a particularly difficult time in, in, in Chile. Well, we uh, it was the, the worst years, I would say, of the um, uh, dictatorship of Pinochet that started on the 73 and finished on the 90. Uh, uh, but the 80s were very with lots of economical problems in Santiago. Uh, and um, for, for my generation, uh, I'm, I'm not an isolated case. Yeah. I would say that I, in a, if you ask a middle class person that uh, grew up in the 80s, they will tell you a very similar story. Lots mm. of economical problems, uh, people getting divorced and uh, the parents are uh, without a job, lots of um, periods of uh, that the situation was very tough to 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 get food uh, in, in in your table and struggling a lot for that. So that that for example, in my case, um, my dad was uh, uh, very politically involved in in uh, in the seventies, and uh, that brought us a consequence that was. He was a, a, a political prisoner and he suffered tortures and, and many things, horrible things. And that uh, gave me as a result a very complicated and complex uh, father figure, mm. you know. Uh, so um, uh, that was very difficult to, to grow up with that shadow. Uh, and that also, for example, provoked and made my mother to be a very, a very uh, scared woman was, was very frightened of everything mm -hmm. and very overprotective with her kids and tried to avoid all political uh, things or discussion at home because uh, any time that you were into or someone talking about politics, she was very scared because she remembered all the, all the terrible things she suffered. Uh, and she had to see and lived in in, uh, in the end of the 70s and in the 80s. Mm. So uh, all that shaped uh, uh, shaped me and gave me a very huge uh, burden in, on, on my shoulders. You know, I when I get into university, for example, I was very curious and I wanted to get involved. I mean, I was 18, imagine. I wanted to participate in everything. University is a whole new world. And I was studying in a very political university, okay? And uh, my mother was very scared about that. For example, and I never told her that I was, I studied, um, I was um, elected or the the president of my career, okay? I was member of, uh, of, of, um, of the stud uh, students' uh, union, right? 
So, uh, I, and I was very afraid of participating in 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 protests in the street because if I, uh, for example, uh, were um, uh, trapped by the police uh, or being jailed for a couple of days or whatever, my mother mm. would die for that experience. Mm. You know, so I, 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 all those like ghosts uh, that I had to to live with were very tough to make them disappear and not to trespass them to my children because yeah. I, I, I got three boys and, and I had to like erase my story and to create a new one for my kids. Mm. How, how did you go about that, Seba, then, given that how, how sort of, in, you know, entrenched that, that experience was for you? How did you go about sort of, you know, as you say, creating a new story for yourself? Well, lots of help uh, from my wife, uh, lots of, I mean, I would say countless hours of conversation and analysis and, and watching things from perspective and, and one help from professionals too. I had a very good uh, friend who's my, my counselor and, and uh, working a lot in my best, in my personal history mm. and, 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 and solving um, emotional conflicts with my dad, uh, with my brothers, and with my mother, more sometimes in a more personal level, not mm. uh, not not confront them, confronting them, but uh, solving them in myself. You know. Mm, yeah, yeah. And 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 um, is, is your father still alive, Seba? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, She's still yeah. alive. She she lives in the south of Chile right now. Your father, yes, yes, yeah, and 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 how's the relationship with with him now? Given how 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 well, it was as a child, yeah, uh, I would say that it it's um, it's basically like social. We talk on the phone, and I have some news for him, but it's not a deep a relation like father and son. But it, it, it's a figure that I have no problems or no 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 I have any any problem to talk. To him, but uh, to go deep inside, it's very difficult. I mean, yeah. there's some points where we're at, some lines that we don't cross. Yeah, you yeah, know? And it's a different generation as well, I guess. You know, now we talk yes. openly about our feelings and mm. to talk about mindset and personal development and imposter syndrome, all these kind of areas, which is, is incredibly healthy and, and 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 positive to talk about. You know, years ago, it, that generation just didn't didn't think about or talk about those things, did they? You know, and uh, I guess no, like, absolutely. You know, it sounds like you've got to a point of almost acceptance of of what the past has mm. been and you've made a conscious choice as yes. your life to be now and and in the future which is incredibly inspiring for people having heard you know sort of grown up in that environment with Pinochet and everything and the relationship with your dad and everything that was going on in your life to to be able to have turned it to where you are now it's it's almost night and day really um what you've described I, I just wanted to point out uh, nowadays uh, there is a couple uh, there is some um... It's a TV series that was released in Chile a couple of years ago, and now that they are playing again the show, it's called The 80s. Right. And I can send you the link because it's, it's uh, for, I mean, I talked uh, to many of my friends about this. It's, it's to watch your life in the 80s. It's a family of three. Mm. Um, that they have the, uh, a very young kid. It was uh, 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 my, my reflection, you know, and and you, you see the eighties around his um, perspective, the 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 problematic about the the, the parents they got divorced. Uh, one of the 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 the, the oldest, uh, this girl, who gets involved into politics, and she gets in love with a with a member of of, of a very radical group, and um, you know, it, it's a life of I would say. 80% of, of, of Chileans. Wow. Uh, and they, so it, it's a great, if you, if you want to know how was life in Chile in the 80s, I would really suggest to watch that series. It's a very good one. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, send over the link and we'll include it in the, yeah. sh- in the show notes for this as well. So that anyone that's interested can can also take a look. Yeah. There's a fascinating cultural uh, diversity here and, and the history, like you say, which still still has a big imprint, imprint in the country, doesn't it? Even to this day. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Chile is divided. Is divided. Uh, well, I would say that. Well, in the in the nineties, uh, when when the dictatorship of Pinochet ended, uh, there is a term they call the transition. They well, they we went from dictatorship to democracy, and I um, I would say that a transition in Chile is not over, and it's going to be lots of generations to to complete that transition. You know, because we we still live. Uh, under the, the the shadow of, of the dictatorship, there's pl- lots of politicians that were members of the dictatorship, and they are leading the country. So, when I would say that when all the generation goes away, w- there and and there we will we, we will have a, a like a, a real transition. And for mm-hmm. example, lots of uh, topics that are not solved, we still have uh, trials of uh, people who tortured, that were uh, torturers, and they there were still people who are missing. They haven't found their bodies, and they're still finding uh, mm-hmm. sometimes remains and bones. And they, well, this is a um, someone that, that got detained in, in, in 70, uh, 75, and we never knew, and, and they just by luck and by chance they 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 found their bones under a box of terrible things happened yeah. so yeah. so uh that i think it's going to take lots of generations to 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 end that wow it's i mean it's it's a world that most people listening to this podcast would would never have an insight into sever to be honest which mm. i feel so um, humbled by the fact that you were, you, you know, one, you're, you're, you agreed to do this interview in the first place, but also that you're able to to share with us so candidly. Because you know, certainly, I think when when we're here in in a Western society, wherever whether it's the UK or the States or wherever, you know, sometimes there's there's just not the appreciation of the struggles that are going on in other parts of the world, either historically or to this day today. And I think it's, it, it definitely makes me feel very lucky and grateful um, for, you know, the, the, the world that I live in here uh, and the life I have. But I think it's, uh, it's really interesting to recognise that, you know, what's gone on in the past so that we can learn for the future. Um, yes. So, you know, I mean, obviously it'll be, it, like you say, that transition um, probably in reality is taking longer, a lot longer than maybe people on the surface when they just look yes. at it. The, the the outward perspective that they don't realize how deeply entrenched some of this stuff is and still there to this day yeah fascinating i just wanted to to kind of pick up on a couple of points you said earlier though as well Seb. but you know talking coming back to your personal um situation and your mm-hmm. journey, um you 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 mentioned about you know a couple of other people when you were telling your journey that they almost saw the potential in you that you yes. necessarily see in yourself. And I think mm-hmm. that can often happen, can't it? Where, you know, we have a view of our own capabilities, maybe, or experience or knowledge. And actually, it can be very often when someone recognizes something in you that gives you then the confidence to, to move forward into, into a new area. So, you know, I guess that's happened a couple of times in your life, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's like the story of my life. If I look back, I would say that there are uh, one, two, three people that I have met in my life that uh, saw lots of abilities, skills, potential in me, and they opened uh, and gave me uh, concrete and real opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, very difficult for me to to take those skills and abilities in my hands, you know? Mm. Um, I was never, never convinced that I was that good, you know? It's it, it's something absolutely... Nowadays, now I'm a 42-year-old guy, uh, it, it's it's very difficult uh, to understand how I, I didn't see that I that I had all those uh, uh, skills 
And when people tell me that you were good and you were fascinating and you have lots of potential and skills, I was like, no, this is not true. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the, no, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to accept and I'm going to, to, to take the opportunity, but you know, I'm not good. I'm not that good at, at it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I yeah. always felt that you know, it took lots, lots, lots of years and, and, and experience and situations that showed me uh, that uh, I, I had some skills. And now I would say that uh, at this specific moment in my life, I feel very, very self-conscious uh, mm -hmm. of my skills and possibilities. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. think the younger you, 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 you get that realization, I mean, it, it's, it, it's better. But it's also the combination of, of experience. So, yeah, it, it, I think, well, maybe this is the right time to do it, you know? But I wish I had it uh, 10 years earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it comes back to what we what we were talking about earlier, the, the imposter syndrome, isn't it? You know, yes. You know, it's all linked to that and it's linked to your childhood. So, so it's, it's a fascinating, um, you know, your journey is very unique to you, obviously. But, you know, there are some common themes, I think, that a lot of people um, work through in their own in their own journeys, their own lives and, and how they become successful. But, you know, I think a lot of people have those self-doubts um, and don't realize actually how good they are. You know, the people that ha you have around you that can really encourage support and go, no, come on, actually, you are great. But you do that the self-belief is probably the single most important thing you can have you could have all the riches in the world um but if you if self-belief is the one mm. actually can can totally shape your life because if you have that you can achieve anything you want i believe absolutely i totally agree i don't well i would say the the moments when some key moments are uh, were the ones i i i said to myself, well, I want this and I want to achieve this and I will do it because I'm good at it and I deserve it. Mm. So when 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 I have reached that point, things happen, but just the way I imagined. I mean, it's incredible, but it doesn't happen all the time because there's lots of um, things that have to be in the exact moment. And, and uh, But when, when you can get together all those points, wow, there's nothing can stop you. Yeah, that's brilliant. And it's such great advice you've given there, Seba, for anyone listening. But I think, and I think one of the things that, that you just said then that resonated with me uh, was around being clear on what you want and your purpose. And yes, you deserve it, but absolutely being focused on the goal in mind, whatever that might be. Um, and I think when you've got a strong purpose and a strong reason why, you've got three very, well, four very good reasons at home as to your motivation, um, yeah. your lovely sons and your, your beautiful wife. Um, you know, but I think if you're clear on your purpose and what you want to achieve, then you know where you're heading, don't you, in life? Yes, absolutely. I remember that, for example, I after a, a very dark period, I would say uh, from when I would say, um, well, about fifteen years ago, I started to yes, I I started teaching English, and as I told you, being a, an English teacher in Chile. Um, doesn't give you lots of money. Well, I would say mm. anywhere in the world, teaching, well, you know, um, uh, you, you, you don't get into teaching to, to, to become a millionaire, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I spent, I would say, like 10 years struggling a lot, trying to, uh, to make up by family and try to get some money. It was very, very hard. Mm. Uh, and one day I decided, okay, I have to stop this. And I need to get a better job with a better conditions. So I, I remember I decided, okay, which is the best school that I can get into and get good money? Okay, this one. Okay, I'm going to, I met someone there and say, okay, please, uh, I need I need you to make me, just do me one favor. Uh, give me the name of, of the coordinator of the director or someone in charge. That's, that's the only thing I need. 
and he gave me the, the name and the number. And I called the guy and he said, please, just give me 10 minutes. I just need 10 minutes. And, and, and you can tell me yes or no, I don't care, but just give me 10 minutes. And, I, and, and he gave me those 10 minutes. Yeah. And I, 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 I did such a good uh, performance in those 10 minutes that I got the job. And I was, I remember clearly when I say, okay, one day I have to stop this and I have to do it because I deserve it. I have to move forward and I need to, to grow professionally. So when, when I had enough courage and, 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 I, and I took a big, deep breath uh, to do it and, and forgetting all my fears and putting all my story in a box and behind and like to start a, a, a fresh start and have a new fresh start. Uh, it was a key point in my life. Yeah, and that's there's so much in that one story. You know, I mean, just a couple of things that are absolutely leaping out for me. One, the first thing, networking. You found a way. Yes to get the name of the person that's all you need so that's your network absolutely you know working in the right way for you the second one ask the question put your hand up you know just because you never know if you don't ask you don't get but you asked and you got (laughs) and then the third the point which you said which is really important is you said you lost the fear you dropped the fear of what you could lose and you were focused on what you were, could gain. And then that allowed you to absolutely put the best performance in and you got the result. I mean, that's phenomenal. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was, well, um, that moment I would say that uh, my my career uh, had a completely a 180 degrees change. Uh, I changed absolutely from that point because uh, I took my career in my hands and I say I want this. And after one year later, I got to that uh, new school. At the end of the year, they they uh, offered me uh, to go and teach in, in this new school that they, they were going to open. And they said, again, this is my time. This is my moment. And I said, okay, I want to go there, no problem, but I want to be the head of the English department. Yeah. And they were absolutely surprised because they say, well, I, I wanted to offer you something, but you offered me something to me. So I'm very surprised how you changed this interview, the meeting. Yeah. And, and I was, yes, because I'm, I'm determined to do something else and yeah. to move forward. You know, so I would say that those two years were absolutely crucial. And after yeah. that, okay, all, all the rest uh, came as a, as a consequence of, mm. of that critical point. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's so it's so important. It's a combination of the self-belief, but also knowing your value. You know, mm. very often in whether it's in the field that you're in of education or if you're in business or you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you run a big, you know, a big organization, whichever you, whichever field you're in, um, you know, one, the self-belief, but also knowing your worth, because very often I think we, we put ourselves down and maybe we don't therefore get the reward are rightly justified. So the fact that you said, no, I'm worth this, actually. I deserve to be head of department, um, you know, totally, totally uh, changed the, the direction for you, which is amazing, fantastic. Yes, yes, absolutely. And well, and then, uh, well, I continue working on lots of things. And now, now I'm up in, I am in a point where I can look at uh, back and I say, well, I, I have done lots of things. I have climbed many stairs in my professional life, and now it's a time to continue growing, but in a more personal life, you know? Yeah. Uh, I decided this year was a very strange year for everyone uh, yeah. around the world, uh, definitely. And I decided, for example, to, to start new hobbies and to mm-hmm. develop new things and, and, and taking small steps. Like, for example, I, I've always wanted to play guitar. And I bought a good guitar and I started to learn myself 
with with YouTube, something that I I tried to do in the 90s. And well, if if I had YouTube at that time, I would be like a professional top <laughs> guitarist today. But well, but uh, to learn new things and 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 to develop uh, develop and and learn new skills. I studied, you know, uh, I've always had good um, command with 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 my hands, and I like to do little things. And, and I discovered, for example, carving. I discovered carving, and it's beautiful. It's a way to express myself and to do beautiful things. And I, I want you to, for example, in a couple of months, learn something new. And that's now. But, you know, in a more personal aspect, to grow in a more personal aspect, because I think that, when you concentrate a lot in your professional career, it's something excellent. But you don't have to forget yourself and yeah. and, and to and to grow in in your own career in your uh, the career of your life. Yeah, yeah, no, no ab- absolutely. There's so much in that, and I think you're right. You know, working on yourself and 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 self care and well-being is so important um you know and, and very often we have busy lives and we forget that sometimes so it's so it's it's critical to carve out that time just for you it's not selfish it's actually essential to do that because yes. the best yes. possible you can't help other people um you know and i think that's great you're doing that oh and it was very very difficult for me to take time for myself yeah. Because I was absolutely dedicated to my family, uh, to my job, but I never had time for myself. Yeah, yeah. No, it's common. Uh, I it a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's brilliant. And, and Seba, I've just got a few final questions, if I may. Um, I yes. Could, I could chat to you for absolutely hours and hours because your story is fascinating. And I, and thank you so much for being so open and honest as well. There's there's so much value in this for anyone listening. And uh, I think the fact that we're able to have this conversation while you're over in, in Santiago in Chile and I'm here in the UK is just wonderful, you know. The, it's, the, it's, it's great. Technology. Amazing. <laughs> so can you think when you look back over your all those years that you know and the, the, of your journey can you think of the best piece of advice that you've ever been given Seba? Oof. Well in Chile I would say that uh, people don't literally give you pieces of advice. Okay. It's not it's not something that uh uh you you get a lot. I mean like quite open you know uh, mm. you have to do this and that or let me tell you one thing no no uh, all all the experience i had was through observation and and learning from mistakes or learning from from success too okay mm. so uh but uh, i w- i always look back and i i i have some specific moments in my life that i learned a lot of things but you know, very few people, I would say, uh, f- people in Chile, they do things for you. They don't tell you. Mm, okay. They give you opportunities. They open doors. They introduce you to someone else. But they, but in Chile, it's not a cultural thing to, to give you a couple of good words. You know, okay, they I- may change your life. It's not something literal. It's something no. that it's part of the culture, you know. Right. And that's fascinating in itself because, you know, that I, I never realised that. So thank you for letting us know. But let me let me ask you a slightly different question then, Seba. So if you were going to give someone one piece of advice yourself, okay. what would be what would be the golden nuggets of advice that you would give give to someone? Mm. Well, it, 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 I would say that. Um, let me think about it, because uh, it's identify what you're good at that's crucial maybe there is only one little thing one little thing that you're really good and that you really like it and you're passionate about it and you feel that it's easy for you you know something that you know you don't you don't do it with a lot of effort and it turns out something good are you you're good at it you know and take that and make it explode you know and 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 project that and try to um to develop a lot and and to explore things with it and and carry it as a tool you know mm. uh i would say that it's 
that to know yourself and what are you good at, what are your weaknesses too, and try to work on your weaknesses too. But mm. I would say most important, know what you're good at. Yeah, yeah. And, and transform that into your uh, your 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 weapon yeah. through through all the difficulties that you may face in life. Brilliant. That's great. What a great piece of advice, Seba. Thank you for that. So my last question is, what does brave, bold and brilliant mean for you? Well, uh, brave means uh, I would divide it in, 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 in three. Brave for me means uh, to put all your fears in a bag. I mean, we all have fears. Uh, it never think that you're going to 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 be absolutely free of that. No, but put them in the correct place. Don't let them don't let them uh, overtake you. You know, mm. and, and dominate you. Okay. Uh, I remember that I read that uh, to be to be brave. It's not it's not not to be afraid of. It's to be afraid and still do it. Yeah. That is to be brave. Okay. That in spite of the difficulties, you go and do it. Okay, I th that's brave for me. Uh, bold, it's close your eyes and just go for it. Okay, and brilliant, it's for me. It, it's a, a look. Look at your family. Look at your friends. Look at, at the people that you love, and 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 take all those brilliant aspects into your life and. That give that will give you possibilities to illuminate uh, the dark times. Well, that is wonderful. I absolutely love all of that. That's that's great, Sebert. So thank you so much for you know agreeing to do the interview, being so open, and and for really inspiring everyone. So thank you, Seba. No, it was a pleasure for me. Absolutely, it was this is my first experience. I hope. I did it great, uh, and well, uh, I would love to 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 listen from other people. What, what do they uh, want to know more in my story? If they want to get in touch with me, um, well, I would love to 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 be in another uh, podcast in, in a couple of months. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm open to all the different opportunities. That's great. And actually, you reminded me, Seba, where can people um, find you if they want to get in touch? Uh, well, uh, they can find me at uh, on Instagram. It's sebafernandez.cl. That's my Instagram. And my name is on, on Facebook. And, uh, and my email, it's uh, sebastianfernandez79 at gmail.com. Perfect. That is great. Well, you are brave, bold and brilliant, Seba, that's for sure. So thank you once again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much to you, Jeanette.